Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ, King of endless glory. to you, Lord Jesus Christ, King of endless glory. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. As Jesus passed by, he saw a man blind from birth, his disciples asked him, Rabbi, who sinned, this man or his parents, that he was born blind? Jesus answered, neither, here, neither he nor his parents sinned. It is so that the works of God might be made visible through him. We have to do the works of the one who sent me while it is day. Night is coming when no one can work. While I am in the world, I am the light of the world. When Jesus had said this, he spat on the ground and made clay with the saliva and smeared the clay on the man's eyes and said to him, Go wash in the pool of Siloam, which means scent. So the man went and washed and came back able to see. Now his neighbors and those who had seen him earlier as a beggar said, isn't this the one who used to sit and beg? Some said, it is. But others said, no, he just looks like him. The man himself said, I am. So they said to him, how were your eyes opened? He replied, the man called Jesus made clay and anointed my eyes and told me, go to wash, go to Siloam and wash. So I went there and washed and was able to see. And they said to him, where is he? And he said, I don't know. They brought the one who was once blind to the Pharisees. Now Jesus had made clay and opened his eyes on a Sabbath. So then the Pharisees also asked him how he was able to see. He said to them, He put clay on my eyes and I washed and now I see. So some of the Pharisees said, This man is not from God because he does not keep the Sabbath. But others said, how could a sinful man do such things? And there was a division among them. So they said to the blind man again, What do you have to say about him since he opened your eyes? He said, He is a prophet. Now the Jews did not believe that the man had been blind and gained his sight until they summoned the parents of the one who had gained his sight. They asked him, 
Is this your son who you say was born blind? How does he now see? His parents answered and said, We know that this is our son and that he was born blind. We do not know how he sees now, nor do we know who opened his eyes. Ask him. He is of age. <coughs> he can speak for himself. <coughs> his parents said this because they were afraid. For the Jews had already agreed that if anyone acknowledged him as the Christ, they would be expelled from the synagogue. For this reason, his parents said, he is of age, question him. So a second time they called the man who had been blind and said to him, give God the praise. We know that this man is a sinner. And he replied, if he is a sinner, I do not know. The one thing I do know is that I was blind and now I see. So they said to him, what did he do to you? How did he open your eyes? And he answered them, I told you already and you did not listen. Why do you want to hear it again? Do you want to become his disciples too? <clears throat> they ridiculed him and said, you are that man's disciple. We are disciples of Moses. We know that God spoke to Moses, but we do not know where this one is from. <coughs> the man answered and said to them, Well, this is what is so amazing, that you do not know where he is from. Yet he opened my eyes. We know that God does not listen to sinners, but if one is devout and does his will, he listens to him. It is unheard of that anyone ever opened the eyes of a person born blind. If this man were not from God, he would not be able to do anything. They answered and said to him, you were born totally in sin, and are you trying to teach us? And they threw him out. When Jesus heard that they had thrown him out, he found him and said, Do you believe in the Son of Man? He answered and said, Who is he, sir, that I may believe in him? Jesus said to him, you have seen him, and the one speaking with you is he. He said, I do believe, Lord. And he worshiped Jesus. Then Jesus said, I came into this world for judgment so that those who do not see might see, and those who do see might become blind. Some of the Pharisees who were with him heard this and said to him, Surely we are not also blind, are we? Jesus said to them, If you were blind, you would have no sin. But now you are saying, We see, so your sin remains. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ.
You can often pick up on the mettle of a person by how they handle um, situations that are extremely difficult. So adversity comes to a person, sometimes they sink underneath it, they don't have the courage, they don't have the strength, they don't have the will, whatever it is, to, to rise above the adversity and learn from it and grow. Whereas other people, each time they hit a hard spot in their life, each time they encounter some sort of opposition from others, each time they, they encounter adversity in their lives, it seems like they just grow and grow and grow. They grow in strength, they grow in character. With each new experience of adversity, sometimes even they grow in faith. You can measure the mettle of a person very often by how they handle adversity in their lives. Such is certainly the case with the character that we find in today's Gospel of John, this man born blind. Now, he starts at zero, really. To be born blind was a terrible thing. We, we can hardly even imagine it because we've all had the gift of sight in our lives. But to have been born blind means that you would never know what color is, you would never know what a shape looks like, you would never know uh, what the colors of a butterfly wing would be. You'd never be able to see the soft flesh of a, a child in that beautiful rosy pink. It would all be completely, completely uh, lost to you. Um, so that's his opening problem. He's really got nothing to show for his life because he's been born blind. And because he's been born blind, he has to spend his life as a beggar. Obviously, as we find out later in the story, his parents, his family have pretty much abandoned him. But on top of that, he also had the firm belief that if someone was born blind, if this kind of misfortune had happened to them, then it was obviously because either they or someone close to them, their parents or their family, had sinned grievously. So, so he was branded not only as a beggar, not only as a blind man, not only as the poor guy sitting at the stoop of the city village, but also as a sinner, as were his parents. That's why the disciples, when they come into town, they look at this guy and they immediately ask Jesus, who sinned, he, he did or his parents? It's a, it's, a, it's a demeaning thing to ask, but that's the way it was. And Jesus responds in kind of a revolutionary mode by saying, nobody sinned. It's not his fault. It's not his parents' fault. It's for the glory of God, as you'll see in just a minute. So in terms of honor, in terms of status in society, in terms of any sort of respect that he might have from others, this guy has zero. He does not ask for anything from Jesus. Not a thing. He may not even know Jesus is there. But suddenly he hits the gospel lottery and Jesus comes up to him and he perhaps invites him to stand. And he takes a little bit of his own saliva, mixes it with the dust of the earth, spreads it on his eyes, says, go wash yourself in the pool of Siloam. He does and he can see. It's, it's, it's a miracle of miracles. And it's not only at the ability to see colors and to see shapes and to see people and to see things again, but also obviously he's, he's free of all kinds of uh, ill will and, and disgust and disdain from everyone else. Because now you cannot ask the question, who sinned to cause him to be blind? 
So there you go, he's starting at zero. He has this beautiful, fortunate experience with Jesus and he can see. That would be a fine story in itself. But this is the Gospel of John, so we're gonna go a little bit further. So people notice that he can see. And they start asking, how is it that you can see? And, Jesus, and, and the guy says, well, I don't know exactly. That man, Jesus, made clay with his spit and put it on my face and my eyes, and now I can see. It's as simple as that. But notice what he calls Jesus, that man, Jesus, that guy. He makes absolutely, he doesn't know who he is. And they ask, well, where is he? Which is a way of asking, like, where does he come from? Is he from God? Is he from where does he come from that he has this power? He says, I don't know. I know nothing about him. The first encounter. So the neighbors are a little bit upset about this because all this is taking place on the Sabbath. They go squeal to the Pharisees. The Pharisees come out and they say, what's going on here? Things happening on the Sabbath that shouldn't be happening because we're the enforcers around here, as you well know. And so, so anyway, they haul in the blind man and they bring him in and they start their interrogation. They start pestering him with questions. What happened to you? And why did it happen? And who did this? And why did it happen on the Sabbath? And this guy must be a sinner who did this because he does stuff on the Sabbath. He works on the Sabbath and da, da, blah, blah, blah. And the poor guy is just sitting there. I don't know. I don't know anything about it. But the more you pester me and the more you say stupid things, the more blind you are to what's happened to me, I can see. I was blind from birth and now I can see. That's the facts. Look at them. Open your eyes. You're the blind ones here. And they say, oh, blah, 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 blah. You're not really, you never, you never really were blind in the first place. This is all a joke. It's all a fake. And finally they get around to asking them, well, what do you think, Mr. Blind Man? What's up with you? Who did this to you? Who is he? And the blind man then says, after this interrogation, this persecution from the Pharisees, he says, the man who cured me, who opened my eyes, is a prophet. And that puts Jesus in very, very good company because you're talking about Isaiah and Jeremiah and John the Baptist even. And they say, ah, you're crazy. So the next step is to say, well, okay, let's see if we can undercut the facts of the case. Let's call in mom and dad, and maybe he wasn't really blind at all. Maybe this is a joke. Maybe this is a trick. So they call in mom and dad, who really are not very happy with their son to begin with because they've spent a lifetime, his entire lifetime, being accused of being terrible sinners because of his blindness. So they get nowhere with them. They just sort of, rah, 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 recalcitrant. They say, you know, well, who, yes, he was blind. Yes, he was born blind. How he got sight, we don't know. Who did it, we don't know. Get us out of here. So they leave. The Pharisees have nothing new to work with. So they bring the blind man back in for yet another interrogation. The, the screws are tightening here. And they ask all over again, were you blind from birth? Who healed you? How did that happen? Da, blah, blah, blah. Did it happen on the Sabbath? Who is this guy anyway? And this time the blind man really kind of loses his temper with these Pharisees because their blindness is now just being stupid. They're just being intolerant. They're just being hard-headed. They're closing their eyes to the reality of what's happened here. And 
And, and the blind man almost takes on the role of Jesus himself as, as Jesus would answer them. He, he, and, and, and they accuse him of being one of Jesus' disciples even, which he does not deny. And, and it, it, it gets to the point where, where they, they, um, they are just like furious with him and he's furious with them. And he's saying, you guys don't even know what you're talking about. You're supposed to be the Pharisees. You're supposed to be the great guys. You're supposed to be the holy guys. And you can't see that this guy is good? That this guy is of God? It's the only way you can explain this. This is something God does, not evil people, not sinners. And, and they say, well, you, got, you were born in sin. You were a blind man from sin, you know, from, because of your sin or your parents' sin. You were born in sin and you're trying to teach us about God, how God works. Out of here. So like one of those cowboys in a saloon in an old Western movie, they throw him through the gates of the synagogue and out he goes into the street, rolling in the dust. Oh, here we go. Stop that. My phone just decided to talk to me. Sorry. <laughs> and so anyway... Jesus comes along, Jesus hears about this, and he wants to come back to this guy. So he finds the blind man, dusts him off, picks him up out of the dirt, and they have this beautiful little dialogue just between the two of them. And he asks them, do you believe in the Son of Man? Do you believe in the Christ? Do you believe in the Messiah? And he says, yes, 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 yes. And he says, but who is he? so that I can really believe. And Jesus says, it's me. It's me. And at this point then, this blind man comes to the fullness of faith. With each passage in this, in this story, he gets a little bit more convinced, a little bit closer. His eyes, not just the eyes of his head, but the eyes of his heart are getting opened more and more to the way of God, to the will of God, the presence of God in his life. And it culminates finally with him bowing down, perhaps falling to his knees, and as John's gospel saying, he worships Jesus the fullest expression of faith and understanding in the truth of who Jesus is, more than he gets from his own disciples most of the time. So here's the character, here's the medal of this man. Each time he's persecuted, he goes from being just, Jesus goes for him from just being a man to being a prophet, to being a disciple of this guy, and finally of professing full faith in Jesus by worshiping him. God present in his midst. Well, as, as all these Lenten stories are, it's a great one. And, and it's meant, of course, for the people during these Lenten days, and maybe especially for the elect and the catechumens who are preparing for baptism, but for all of us to say, okay, are my eyes open? You know, what? It, in, okay, my eyes, physical eyes are open. I've never been blind. I'm not blind. Might not have the greatest vision anymore. But I can see, and I've been able to see. But what about those other kinds of eyes, the eyes of my heart, the eyes of faith, the eyes of hope, the eyes of recognizing God's presence in my midst? Are they open? Am I blind like those crazy leaders of the people who are going after the blind man, making myself more and more uh, obdurate in the face of reality? Am I, am I open to the, the, the reality that in all of these people that I encounter day in and day out in my life, 
whether likable or not likable, nevertheless, Christ is in them. Are my eyes open to that? And if, if they're not, then we have work to do in the remaining weeks of Lent. So that when we get to Easter morning and, and the res, risen Christ, we too, like that blind man, with our eyes open, our eyes of our head and the eyes of our hearts open, can say, you are the Son of God and worship him. That's what this little blind man, as he grows through adversity, teaches us. We too need to open our eyes to Christ standing before us every day of our lives.